Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Chapter number five. Appreciate what's been said and sung and uh, done this morning. Appreciate the word of God. Uh, I like what the brother said about uh, the relationship and the scripture. You can't have one without the other. Uh, I have a relationship with Christ, but it's based upon the scripture. As a matter of fact, it was the apostle John that said that that we love him because he first loved us. How do you know that he loved us? Well, the little song they sang said, The Bible tells me so. What establishes my relationship with Christ is his word. A relationship's built upon things like trust and love and faith. Friend, all of those things are anchored in this book. That's what my relationship is about, is about a God that has given himself in the volume of a book. He's brought to us truth and has set us free. Thank the Lord for that. Romans chapter number five is our text this morning. Appreciate the word of God that spoke to my soul uh, several times this week and just opened this to my heart and I feel like I need to follow it. Uh, I'm still wanting to preach a a different message on on, uh, God is able but God is willing and hopefully get to that soon. But uh, I need to follow God right now and give you what he spoke to my heart. Romans chapter number 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Now, I've already read the other few verses this morning, or quoted them to you, so we're going to stop right there. Would you pray with us? Father, open your heart to us, Lord, as we open our heart to the Word. We trust God in this, that you'll open the Scriptures to the souls that are here, to those that don't know you, but also to those that have known you for a long time. We pray that your Word would be real, that it would fill our hearts, that it would strengthen us, reprove us, rebuke us in all of this. May Christ be exalted, Father, and your Word established in our heart forever. We bless you, love you, and thank you for it, for we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm glad to be saved today. Appreciate the, the word of God. The Bible said that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now, I, I've, I've been on that scripture many times this week, going back to it over and over Faith cometh by hearing. It, you know, the, the disciples prayed one time and said, Lord, increase our faith. And it's true today that your faith is only as deep or as great as your knowledge of the Word of God. So you say, well, is it knowledge or is it faith? 
Well, listen, you can't have one without the other. The Bible said in the book of Romans, the 10th chapter, he said, how can they believe except they hear? And how can they hear except there be a preacher? And how can he preach except he be sent? And all of these things are necessary. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you say, well, preacher, I hear with my ears the word of God. Now, some of us, I need to have something a little deeper. We need a spiritual ear. We need to be able to hear the word of God as was intended by the spirit of God. It needs to touch the heart of each one of us today that we begin to feel within us something growing that is faith. Now, I believe every one of us have uh, the opportunity, the ability to grow in faith. You say, well, I, I can't read good or I don't understand well or I just don't understand the word of God. Listen, if you'll open your heart to God, he'll reveal himself to you. And he'll do it through the essence of his word. The power of the gospel has not been diminished. It's not uh, something that has changed from uh, then to now. No, it's still the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. And so faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. But we find in, in Romans chapter number 5 a beautiful truth in the first three verses that I just want to share with you today. God Touched my heart a few days ago as I was praying about uh, the funeral service and what God would have me to say. He began to speak to me uh, concerning this particular passage. It wasn't meant yesterday to preach at all, and I feel like today it is, and so I'm going to try to follow him today. But I hope today that you have a faith in Christ that has been transforming, something that has changed your life. <laughs> it's, a, it's a difficult thing to try to share with you what I feel in my heart, what I know to be true about God. For those that are here today that may be unbelievers, listen, I welcome you and thank God that you're here today because faith cometh by hearing. And you may have to hear it multiple times before it begins to find its place into your heart, before the Holy Spirit of God begins to work that fascinating, wondrous, transforming work by coming into the uh, one's true self, that soul that's within you. But when you start hearing the Word of God, may faith grow in your heart. And may you believe in Jesus Christ and that saving power in His Word. I want you to know Him today. It's my heart's desire that you be saved. So if you're here this morning and don't know him, and the Holy Spirit of God's dealing with you, you feel right now the presence of God. Don't wait on anybody else. Listen to the word of God and allow God to do that bidding and that drawing. It's him alone that can save you. Him alone that can save you. Well, faith is something that everyone has. The question is, what is your faith in? What is your faith in? You've got all kinds of faith today. You may say you're absent of faith, but it's not true. You believe in all kinds of stuff. Most of you believe right now, if you go out there and turn the key on, it's going to start. That's faith, right? It's a simple faith. Why? Because it's built on, it started a thousand times before. But there are times when you go out there and it don't start, right? You had every every belief that it would, but it didn't. And something was different. I want to share with you something today. You have faith, but listen, your faith needs to be in Christ. Your faith needs to be in that which is eternal and unchangeable and never wavers. It is always the same, a faith that is faithful and consistent. And so we find the apostle in verse number one of chapter number five begin to, begin to establish for that Roman church some of those results, those rewards those things that are born of faith 
some of those things that we, as he says, have. Now, to have something, it had to have been given to you. you. You've had to have received it to have something. And we have some things from God that are products of our faith. Now, um, I, I'm trying to get away from the, con- or at least the, the beginning here so we can start to preach, but, but it, it, it's not going to mean anything to you if you don't understand that it all began with faith. But the Bible said it's by grace through faith that ye are saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But listen, in order to call on him, you have to believe. You have to believe in Christ. And so today our faith must be in Christ. And I'll encourage you this morning, if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, if you know right now that your heart's not right with God, believe. That's the difference is believe. Uh, You can be saved today for God did so love the world. He does so love the world. And he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth. Faith is at the heart of this. Faith is, is, in, is in everything that we do for Christ. It, it is about faith. Say, so, preacher, I, I believe parts of it, but not all of it. Then you've not believed any of it if you don't believe it all. You can't have a piece and a, and a part here, whatever suits or fits you. No, the word of God is to believe. It is to be taken as a whole. It is to be received. Whether you understand it or, or conceive it or comprehend it, it is to be received as the word of God, inerrant and able to redeem and save and to deliver you unto a better place and out of the pains of hell itself. The word of God is to be believed in today and we can have faith today if we'll allow God to work that in us he wants you to believe in his word I believe Christ today I believe in his word I believe it's inerrant I believe what he said he meant I don't believe it's changed I I believe the same thing they had we have and I believe in its essence friend we have it forever settled in heaven and within our hearts the word of God which is what we believe we find here the Apostle Paul said, therefore. Now he's come to a place that he's going to be able to say something that has been built upon what he has already said. In chapters 1 and 2 and 3 and 4, all of those things establishing a doctrinal position, a place, a foundation to which he is fixing to lay something else upon it. And he's able to make the statement, therefore. Therefore, having said all that he said already, having declared all that God had revealed to him up to that point, he is able to make this statement. Therefore, therefore, being justified by faith, being justified by faith. I want to share with us a thought or two this morning about what it means to be justified by faith. What is it that is born from that truth? Of justification. What is it that's born in me that comes as a result of being born into that very faith, that very that very point of justification when Christ took all of my sins and washed them away. When Christ took everything that I did or have done or will ever do, and he paid for them at Calvary's cross and shed his own blood and presented it unto God the Father as the payment for my sin debt, and that very 
1976 when I bowed as a child before Christ and asked him to save me. What happened that day? I got justified. Just as if I'd never sinned. Jesus Christ did something into me. A friend that very day that began a process, a process that he's not yet done with, a process of sanctification. But brother, you can't be sanctified until you get justified by the saving power of his blood. You have to be justified by faith. Therefore, being justified. And what Paul is trying to say to them is, listen, that is something that has already occurred in the believers of Jesus Christ. Justification is not a process. It is an event. It is something that happens. It is something that takes place. And and in that very instant, that moment, when our name is written into heaven's great book, friend, you are justified in the sight of God. Now I find it still incredible and amazing to try to comprehend it. That somehow or another a sinner gets to be the heir <laughs> and the joint heir with Christ. I'm just telling you what he said. Amen. And I believe it today, even though I don't understand it and I feel unworthy of it and feel the least among the least. How grateful that I am that I can state to you today that I have been justified in the sight of God. Not because Tommy Boring has ever done anything good, not because I do anything worthy of his merit today. No, it is all because of a man that went to a cross one day who had sinned on nothing in this world. And brother, he took all my sin as the sinless sacrifice of God and he paid my sin debt. Oh, what a grand and wondrous truth that we have been, we have been justified by faith, I bless his holy name. Oh, I'm glad it didn't cost me anything that had value in this world. I couldn't have paid it. If there'd have been a price tag on salvation, I would not, you would not have had enough to pay what Jesus paid for your sin debt. But thanks be unto God, it's the very thing that God required. And friend, when Jesus fulfilled on the cross of Calvary of the payment for your sin, he made a way for you to be saved. Listen to me now. When he died on the cross, he didn't save every soul. When he died on the cross, he didn't redeem every person. When he died on the cross, he saved whosoever would believe in him. Therefore, it is by faith that we are saved. It's by faith. By faith in what, preacher? That I didn't have anything to do with it. That it was all the cross. It was all the shedding of his blood. And it was that propitiatory event. It was that very thing that Christ did for us. That justified us in the eyes of God. (laughs) I still struggle at times to find any reason that he would let me into the throne room of grace. (laughs) But I have been justified. 
Oh, grab that, friend. Get that, my Christian brother or sister in Christ today. You have been forgiven. Your sins have been washed away. All I know to do is to applaud, amen, the finished work of Jesus Christ that made a way for somebody like you and somebody like you and somebody like me to ever become a part of the family of God. A little child would say, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we have been called uh, the sons of God. Indeed, it's by grace that you're saved. But brother, you got saved when you believed in Jesus Christ. That's the power of salvation. It is through faith. Therefore, therefore, I told you I was struggling to get off just the introduction. Therefore, being justified. I just love being justified. <laughs> Amen. Do you know when he sees me, you don't see my sin? Nope. <laughs> well, <laughs> this may be all I get to preach today. Oh, thank you, Lord, <laughs> that I have been justified. <laughs> Somebody, I owed an awful debt. <laughs> Oh, I owed an awful debt. You see, I had been separated from God from my, my sin. My sin had separated me from God. There wasn't any way I could get back to God. And yet that day when the Holy Ghost came to me, that day when the Spirit of God spoke to my soul, he opened up a clear understanding of this simple truth. Jesus paid my debt and he was willing, if I would believe, to wash away Oh, my sin, I'm sinless in the eyes of God. Therefore, the apostle was able to make a statement by saying, I have been born of incorruptible seed. May I say to you today, there's something in me, a brother that's been saved since that day in 1976, and it'll always be saved. How come because justification is an event. It is not a process. Justification is something that occurs. And having been justified puts all of the sin behind me. Now, we can deal with the sins of the flesh at a later time. But you understand there too, there's an inward man and an outward man. Your outward man will die and they'll put it in the ground one day. And in the resurrection, God will change it because it can't go. How come? Because it is flesh and it is sinful by nature. You will always fight that. But there is one in me that was born of incorruptible seed. It was born. <laughs> It just makes me weep when I think about it. He took all my sins back and he cast them as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered. No, he didn't have to do that, but he did. Oh, thanks be unto God that I've been justified in the sight of the Almighty, of the very one into whom I could not reconcile my condition. I couldn't make it right. I couldn't be right enough. God sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh who became a friend my sin bearer and to the cross he took all my sins that day 
Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Therefore, <laughs> let me leave this. Therefore, you see the concept of what the apostle is trying to do. There's a point of transition here that he is making in chapter number five. He has gone through chapter number one, right? And we remember that great verse in verse number 16 of chapter one where he said, for the power of God, for the word of God, amen. It it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. I want you to know today that we today live because of what Jesus did for us and because we have believed in Jesus Christ as our Lord. We have been justified. That's where he's at here. He gets to chapter number five. I don't know who put the chapter marks in there. Somebody did at some point but there was a point in Paul's letter to these people that he was writing to show them that being saved friend is something that happens and when it happens it is then behind you it can't happen again it is being justified by faith it is an event it is an event do you have one of them do you have one of them days Do you have one of them justification days that you can remember? You might not remember the day. You might not remember the date, the time. You you may not even have a watch. May not anybody recorded it but the angels in heaven. But I'll tell you right now, I remember what happened that day. I remember, it's still the same place. I remember kneeling down at this mourner's bench as nine-year-old boy. I fell down before God, trembling, weeping, scared to death, knowing that if I died, I was going to hell. And all I knew to say was save me. I want you to know today, that a belief in Jesus Christ, friend, will lead you to a simple prayer of trusting and obeying. And brother, what he did for me that day was to be forever settled in the books of glory that this one gets to go because of Christ in him. There was something happened that day. Something happened that day. I ain't even got to the good stuff. Something happened that day when I got saved. You see, I had been separated from God by my sin. It was your sin that separated you from God. But that day, something took place when I knelt down before Christ and I said, I believe. I need you to save me. I'm trusting you to save me. I, I, here's what the, the Bible tells us this. Friend, you'll find in the word of God that there are things, friend, that assure us of salvation. But I want you to know one of the greatest things that I know took place was the very instant that I got reconciled to the holy God who made me the very instant that the thing that separated me got dealt with, got put away. Friend, there was a relationship began then with the holy God. And brother, in that instant, according to the apostle Paul, he gave me the earnest of my inheritance inheritance which is the Holy Ghost of God I don't know about you but I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad for the day that the Holy Ghost came in to live inside me bless his holy I'll tell you right now he won't dwell friend I wear sin in my hands and friend he can't dwell in your soul I tell you when the spirit of God comes in you it pushes out everything that was in his path there ain't nothing but the Holy Ghost in me 
My soul is consumed. It is filled. It is possessed with the Holy Spirit. Do you know he don't share? Holy Ghost don't share not an inch of my soul. Mm -mm. How come? Because the King of Glory paid to empty it. (laughs) Bless him forevermore. Oh, how in the world we just don't shout all the time. Bless his name. But he took all my sin that day. And he paid for them. Jesus in his suffering. Jesus in the torment that I should have received. Jesus in the pain of my sin. Bore them all. He bore the embarrassment of it. He bore the shame of it. He bore the humiliation of it. He bore it all on Calvary. And when the blood was a flowing friend, it was to wash away my sin. For the word of God said without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. May I say today the Lamb, the precious Lamb of God, He gave His own blood that I could go free. I'm glad today that He made the penalty friend for you and I go away. What does that mean? Mean I got justified. Therefore being justified. And if you look at your text, I, I've got to be careful now because he done led me t- so far into this thought. But if you look at your text, you'll see the next two words. It says, we have. See, what he's, what he's trying to tell us, Jerry, is that there was something happened, Kenneth Potter, in you that day that won't ever be undone. <laughs> I can't keep myself. I ain't got no lies to tell you. I can't make it a day. Nope. But there was something happened on that day, friend, that settled forever the event. And he wrote my name in heaven's book. And I now today have some things because that I have been justified by faith. I have some things. He has given me some things in those next three verses. I guess I'll preach it next time. But may I say to you today, if you ain't been justified by God, these next things are meaningless to you. All you can do is wish you had them. All you can do is want to have them. But if you ain't ever been born again, you can never have them. But I got them one day when I got saved. I got something for him when I got born again. There were some things that were given to me. Bless his holy name. This ain't even exhaustive. He's just giving you three of them right here. But bless his holy name. It started when I got saved. When I got saved. Have you been saved? You say, what does it mean to be saved? It means your sins have got to be remitted. They've got to be washed away. Your sin is what separates you from God. You cannot be reconciled unto God with sin still in your soul. The Bible's clear about those that will enter into heaven. So nothing will enter into that place that's undef- or that is defiled or ungodly. The whoremonger ain't going there. The liar ain't going there. The murderer ain't going there. You say, preacher, I read in the Bible about murderers that got to go to heaven. There was something happened to them then. Huh? You say, what happened to them? They got justified by faith one day. They got justified by faith. 
There were, there were two thieves hanging on either side of them. Both of them were guilty. They were paying the price for their sin. One even said as much. He said, we're getting what we do. We earned this. We deserve what we're getting. He said, this man, he ain't done anything. He looked at him and said, Lord. He said, when you enter into your kingdom, he said, remember me. <laughs> I tell you right now, the very instant you start believing in Jesus, you liable to get changed. There's fixing to be something that'll happen to you that the devil can't take from you. The world can't scrub off. You might find yourself in predicaments that are questionable. But I'll tell you right now, if you've ever been saved, you're still saved. Therefore, being justified by faith. I've got some things in Christ. But see, you've got to get justified first. You've got to be justified first. You can't have these great things of God without God has dealt with the thing that separated you from him to begin with. Justification, which is but salvation in its essence, it was the working of Christ to assume all of your sin debt upon himself. Pay the price for that debt that, by the way, no one was able to pay but him. The search made in heaven on the earth under it, none found worthy, none that could pay it. But Christ paid it because he was worthy. He was able to pay my sin debt. He took every sin that I had ever done or would ever do. And on Calvary that day, he paid my sin debt. My sin debt. Now, for those that may stand today and be just a bit confused about what happens when a person sins in the flesh, let me be clear. What he did to my soul, according to the word of God, was something that the world could not do. What happened to me was was a spiritual event. It wasn't a fleshly event. Though it occurred in the flesh, what happened was into the soul. I went down a nine-year-old skinny boy, and I got up a nine-year-old skinny boy. The world would have known no difference. Right, The way I came in and the way I went out, had the world just been watching both of those, they would not have known what happened while I was in here. But God knows. See, because what happened to me was that every offense I had ever done or would ever do was reckoned. It was dealt with. The old account was settled. <laughs> yeah, I can sing that old song. <laughs> I can, it's been a long time since I was nine years old. I can sing that old song, The Old Account Was Settled Long Ago. Amen. Now, I still got to stay in fellowship with God, and that requires I repent. That requires that I examine myself and see where I've missed the mark and fell short of the glory of God. And I'll be honest enough to try to turn from it and say I'm sorry for that. But my salvation has not been in question since that day. Because my salvation was not based upon what I did. Every bit of it was based upon what Jesus had already done. You understand what we're... (laughs) I'm just going to say it again. When the Apostle Paul got got to this point, he was making a statement of doctrinal truth. 
when he said these, these, these simple words. Therefore, being justified by faith. He was making a statement about salvation. That it occurs once. It occurs once. And because salvation is about what Jesus did to the inner man and what he did, by the way, which was complete and fulfilling. According to the word of God, the instant he perfected the inner, he then sealed it. Read your Bible. He then sealed it until the day he comes to redeem me. You say, what does it mean to be redeemed? Well, you got to get what you bought. You ain't done redeeming something until you got it. You can pay for it, but you ain't redeemed it until you got it. He bought me. In 1976, he bought me. And he sealed me with his Holy Spirit. Which, by the way, there's nobody greater than it. Sealed me until the day he will get me. And there's a day he's going to get me. There's a glad day when he's going to come get me. He didn't have to do it. But he did. He didn't have to do it. But he did. And he woke me up this morning. And he sent me on my way. He didn't have to do it. But he did. See, I'm saved today. I'm saved. Now, you say, preacher... I don't have to watch you long enough to see that you ain't perfect. Well, what you get to see is all this on the outside, which I done told you is corruption. It's flesh. You can't make this body perfect, though we're supposed to bring it under subjection and try. It'll never be perfect. You're going to struggle from the last breath you take. You'll still be fighting this, this old man. You'll still be fighting but I love what he said. Huh? Some of you had him. He said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. How can you make a statement with, with such confidence because the act of making what is inside great was a deal that occurred like that. Wasn't a process. Wasn't days or weeks or months or years. It wasn't a lifetime of figuring out, do I get to go or I don't? The moment I trusted Christ, my sins were washed away. They weren't covered. Now you cover something, it's still there. Yeah. They were gone. How's God see something 
that's gone. That's why he lets you into his throne room. That's why he lets you in, Travis, because when he looks at you, he don't see what I see. He sees what he did. And it's still perfect, just like he did it. It's still clean. It's still right now ready. Because he's going to redeem it one day. He's going to redeem it. And no sin ever goes into that place. So the only way that this plan would have ever worked was somebody had to die for me that could remove all of my sin debt, my payment for sin, had to all be dealt with. And that's why Christ had to come. Therefore, therefore, right, he, he's shifting gears right now. Right? Anytime you see a therefore, ask what it's there for. That's a good, when you're studying your Bible, that's a good one right there. When you see therefore, ask yourself, what's that there for? Because it is a transition. It is a word that is fixing to cause a change, a difference. He's fixing to get a different gear here. He said, therefore. He said, I done told you about all that, the things that Christ has done. Therefore, being justified by faith. That's done. That's done. If that is done, therefore being justified, then he says, I want to share with you some things that you now have. And he says, we have. And then he says, we have. And then he says, we have. And I hope he'll let me preach them three we haves. Because they're awesome. They are so wonderful. You, I hope you know what you have. Part of the reason that some of us walk around with a, a frown on our face because we forgot what we have. And you take a look at what you have. You see, in all of that you have because you have been justified by faith in Christ. Come get a song. What a God. What a God. The Apostle Paul, when dealing with, with the Romans, which were the Gentile dogs of the world, the Apostle Paul, when he wrote him, he said, you were alienated from God. Come on. Just take it. You're not, they ain't a Jew in this building, likely. We're all Gentile by race or by creed or birth, Whatever. He said, you were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, being without God and dogs. Yeah. I know a lot of you like to be patted on the back, but he said, you dogs. Mm-hmm. Heathens. But I like that part. But God. right? Verse number four of chapter five, he starts that after he tells him some of those things you have. He said, for when you were without strength, meaning I looked up that little phrase, without strength, and in the Greek it just has a simple definition. It says powerless. 
when you were powerless. Christ died for you. I didn't read the other parts, but you, you got it. My question today is, have you been justified by faith? Listen, you can't be saved and not know you got it. Listen, the, when the Holy Ghost of God moves into your heart and sets up a boat and says, I ain't leaving, you'll know something happened. There, that is an event, you see, that you will experience and you'll know something happened. Some people shout, some people cry, some people laugh, and then some people, I just don't know. You have to wait years to see if it took. But what you will find out is that if the Holy Ghost ever went in, he didn't ever go out. How come? Because his word said he wouldn't. said he would never leave us nor forsake us, but he would go with us even to the end. See, these are the truths that establish those points of hope in our heart and allow us to rejoice even in the hardest of times. But I'm still asking you the question today, have you been justified by faith? That's the question. Because before I can preach this next part, obviously we needed to deal with the first, which is you got to be saved to know what I'm going to talk about next. Right? To be able to shout through the next part of this, you're going to have to know that you have been saved. And I want you to know that you've been saved today. If you're confused about your salvation today, work it out with God. Fear and trembling, He'll meet you. It's not His will that you perish. He doesn't make that clear. He wants you to go to heaven. But mark my words, you will not go to heaven until you have believed with all your heart in Jesus Christ and accepted Him as your Savior. You must be born again. You must be born again. Oh, but when you're born again... Maybe next time. When you're born again, there's so much. Oh, bless his name. Glad I'm saved. How many saved? How many know you're saved? It's so good to be saved. To know that that whole thing about being justified happened long ago. Happened long ago. Now, I'm still being sanctified. I mean, he wears my britches out sometimes because I'm still being sanctified. But bless God, I got justified long ago. Long ago. I'm glad I'm saved, ain't you? If you're not saved today, I invite you to come. Work out your salvation with Christ. Tell Him you want to be saved. Repent of your sin. He'll save you. He said He would. If He's dealing with you today, you better obey God. Because this may be your day. This may be your day that God wants to deal with all of your sin, past, present, and future. He wants to deal with them today. And through the blood of Jesus Christ, take them all away. That's what it means to be saved. Would you stand with us today? If you're here and need Him, would you come right now? Would you just step out of that bench and come to God?